Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth May. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Independent Music Podcast. We eased you in with the soothing tones of Parchimp, Back from the Dead. They have a new album, their fifth album. It's called Drool, and it's their first one on the magnificent Wrong Speed Records, the um, record label of our favourite postman bass player, Joe from Hey Colossus. Did you enjoy that, my friend? I enjoyed it very much indeed, my friend. And yeah, Parchimp always bring in some good sludgy rocky goodness to the party it's not really the type of music we usually open the show with so a nice change in that and i would say it has an excellent video of which the star is obviously all those baba yaga's hut posters <laughs> there is a bunch of baba yaga's and raw power posters in there yes there is an excellent video by mike bourne of teeth of the sea which you can get on youtube featuring some good baba yaga's and raw power shout outs there if Park Chimp are new to you, and I'm guessing they might not be as we've played them on the pod before, but you know, we get new listeners all the time. They're a London based rock band, South London, been going 20 years, I'm going to say now, released four albums on 
Scotland's rock action records before moving to Wrong Speed for this one. I say four albums, like four full lengths. They did a cheap thriller as well, uh, and a sort of a few other bits and bobs. I adore this band, the pretty best band in the world to do riffs. They use a tuning referred to as ostrich tuning, where um, every string is tuned to the same note, which um, I, I was, because I was often, sometimes watching Part Chimp, I, I look at them and I hear the incredible sound. I look at the guitar, I look at the amp, I look at the pedal board. Now I used to play guitar with bands. And I'm like, how is it so good? <laughs> it's just like, I don't understand. What magical voodoo is this? This doesn't sound like what I think it should sound like. And yes, it's got this amazing tuning. Apparently it was, uh, uh, oh, fuck, I looked, didn't look it up why it was called that. It's first done by Velvet Underground. And it's like some reference to an ostrich in the song or something that's called an ostrich tuning. Interesting. Interesting, like half story that you told there. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I wasn't aware of any of that about Podchimp, seen them live a couple of times, always fantastic. Uh, one of my, I don't really regret much in life, but I was very sad that I missed one of the gigs showcased in the video, the Podchimp Nod Hey Colossus triple bill, which is, uh, yeah, an absolutely wonderful thing. That was an awesome night. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my parents down. I don't think uh, taking them to a dark venue for three heavy bands was really the way to go about it not one for mum no possibly not i mean i'm sure she would have said she liked it actually i need to make a comment as well on the thriller bit of the video as well the the homage <laughs> exactly. you might call it or pastiche of the thriller video <laughs> in there exactly as a reference to park chimp's third album was called thriller so <laughs> so from rock of the uk to trap of thailand uh, last year i played a track by a chap called june is how i'm going to pronounce it spelled j w four e he's a thai producer mc rapper that's releasing his second album on m recordings out of japan i played a song last year it's one of my favorite songs of the year like i say called uh, who is drunk which was a political sort of firestorm against what's going on over there i said at the time it was from an album that was yet to be announced and now it has been announced and it is out this month it's called crazy world it's out on the 19th of march and i'm gonna play this song from it it's an odd blend of trap and traditional pan-asian influences it is cracking it's called message for your mind Don't know, don't sound, 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 don't know, don't sound,
that was on, I opened up my raw power ideas uh, file and I was like, June for raw power. Yes, mate. <laughs> yes, I was just like, get it, get him in. I don't know if it's possible, but get him in there. It's been a while since I've done the podcast and thought, man, I've got to book that shit. I've forgotten that I'm a, I'm a concert promoter. <laughs> uh, well, how about this? Uh, raw power this year because i'm djing as we discussed last week i will play jude and we'll see how well it goes down if it goes <laughs> down well he's in oh it's gonna go down a tree no 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 that's not how i book stuff gareth i don't care what they do i don't care if they like it or not it's important whether i like it 100 it is essentially for <laughs> you and secondary for me and then thirdly whether <laughs> anyone likes it or will buy tickets to it that's how i like to think about raw power <laughs> But yeah, it is from Jude's record called Crazy World. It's out on the 19th of March via Japan's EM Records uh, from Osaka. And yeah, it's interesting. When I last played him on the podcast, I sort of likened him to DEE. It's like Thailand's DEE. And, you know, having listened to that and investigated his music a lot more over the last couple of months, you know, I kind of feel more like Jesus era Kanye West, certainly in the production style of it. And certainly on that song where you've got those really hefty bass lines in there but i love him to bits he's very unique i think i would say uh, about june one of the things it says in the press release is rising out of the bong haze which <laughs> once someone is described as rising out of the bong haze you know that is shorthand for their records are a bit mixed <laughs> you know what i mean it's a bit weird but in terms of like, well, you know, if you're just getting stoned making music, then some of it's going to be better than the, some other bits. And that is definitely the case with him. His other record called New Look Thung has like one absolutely banging track on it, which I'm not going to tell you the name of. You're going to have to go and listen to it. But this one is much more consistent than that one and cannot wait to have that shipped over from Japan and in my life. Amazing. That's a vinyl release. It is, yeah. Both of them came out on vinyl. I, uh, somehow I decided against buying the other one for whatever reason. I decided instead to buy a record. Let me just pull it up, actually, because it it's got a bit of a silly description. It's essentially a old Japanese keyboardist making covers of like early disco tracks like uh, Rock Your Baby and things like that. So there's just a sample of it on the Bandcamp. But because of that 55-second sample, and because I was ordering something anyway and it was like an extra tenner for this record, I was like, you know what? A veteran <laughs> Japanese keyboardist playing early disco covers, I can go for that. Well, nice. I look forward to hearing what that sounds like. It's like I'm having a hard time visualizing the what it could. Is he singing? Is there any other band? Is it him playing sort of like a keyboard uh, sort of pre-disco drum track? sort of like while him playing that's how i imagine it i'll let you know when it arrives <laughs> well from a japanese record label to a japanese artist i want to play you the sounds of masayoshi fujita he's a vibraphone player he's been on erase tapes now for a couple of albums he's been based in germany for a bit did one show with him a couple of years ago it was fantastic and he's back with what i think is his best album yet the album is called bird ambience and this is the first song from it which is called thunder Thank you. 
Three tracks, three very different corners of the musical world to explore for you so far on the podcast. That is Masayoshi Fujita's Thunder from his fourth album, third on Erase Tapes, called Bird Ambience, which is out on the 28th of May. Anything else you can tell me about that, mate? Masayoshi, I mentioned that he lives in Germany. I was just reading more about him, so it turns out that uh, in the last year he's left Berlin and moved back to Japan, where he's living rurally in the countryside in a small village, and that was where this was recorded, in his home there. He wanted to try a sort of a more natural approach to his music, and it's actually, I mentioned that he's a vibraphone player, that's what he's always done on his previous albums, but this is actually a marimba, so a sort of wooden version of the instrument. My very, very layman's knowledge of these things, I'm sure there's other differences too. But yeah, that's what we've got. And it's some in the press release about how it's recorded and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's all all super important to you, apart from that he wanted to bring a more natural nature-influenced sound to what he was doing, recorded in the countryside, in Japan, and uh, yep, out in May. Yeah, absolutely sublime stuff. Yeah, it just got out 
to Japan just in time, eh? Yeah, exactly. I think living in the countryside in Japan right now doesn't sound shit. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a bad idea whatsoever. And so we've gone three colours of the world. Let's go to a fourth. This is from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, another throwback to one of my favourites of last year. I played Bridget Chappelle's Undertow which was a record released on Heavy Machinery Records that sampled the Federation Bells, which is an installation of 39 upturned bells in Birarung Mar Park in Melbourne. And having got turned onto that record uh, by our editor and producer, Nick McCorriston, I have been keeping up with Heavy Machinery Records, and this is their new release. It's from a chap called Kale Sexton, and it too samples the Federation Bells, the installation comprising of 39 upturned bells in Birarung Mar Park in Melbourne. Essentially, anyone can compose music on these bells. Uh, you just go to federationbells.com.au and you can create your own music from there. So it's not a surprise that a number of artists have done and Bridget Chappelle's was particularly great. This one follows it very nicely indeed. It's called Sustain. It's by Kale Sexton, and this track is called Refurb.
Sounds of Kale Sexton, track called Refurb. It's taken from his record Sustain, out 16th of April via Heavy Machinery Records. You enjoy that, Ant? I don't know if this is the right way to describe it, but I thought it had a bit of like a yacht rock vibe to it. Like a bit of sort of like good time 80s cocaine on the decking in the sun sort of feel to it. I guess it's Australia, but it's got sort of sunny surfing feeling about it. Yeah, it's certainly more like a more exotica in a way. Yeah, exotica, synth wave, <laughs> a little house in there. It's, it's definitely in that sort of realm. I would say. Certainly different to the Bridget Chappelle record that I played last year, which was essentially industrial modern classical, is how you describe that. Yeah, definitely very different for sure. Yeah, so anyway, it's a, it's a third record, I think, for Chaos Sexton. He had one called Melon Drama in 2018, one called East Link in 2016, both on Butter Sessions, another Australian label. And I want to talk a little bit about heavy machinery records as well, because their blurb is very straightforward and simple. It is new work for heavy instruments. But not only do they do records using massive bells in the city of Melbourne, the record between this one and the Bridget Chappelle one uses a, quote, mammoth 10,000 pipe acoustic organ also in um, Melbourne. It's in Melbourne Town Hall. That was the record by Eason Gelsey. And the one that came out before the Bridget Chappelle one, let me just get this right, is from Naretha Williams called Black Mass. That one was also on the gargantuan Melbourne Town Hall grand organ. So they're definitely utilising the heavy machinery of Melbourne. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come up with next because I'm hoping they go outside the city of Melbourne, find some other big machineries to make music on. What have we got in London? What have we got? We've got that in Cork, they have that bell. I was thinking about the Thames Barrier. Yeah. No, you could mic it up as it was closing or something. That could be quite cool. That is for sure. First thing that come to mind anyway, from an Australian to another Australian, I want to play the sounds of Penelope Traps. She's a London-based Aussie releasing her third album and her second on Houndstooth the imaginatively titled Penelope 3 coming out in a couple of months. And this is the first single from it, which is called Nervous.
There we go. That is the track Nervous from Penelope Traps. Absolutely beautiful from her album Penelope 3 coming out in May on Houndstooth Records. I want to run something by you, Gareth. Penelope Traps is the same booking agent as Test Apartment, um, an artist that I work with. And I got the sort of general mail out from the agent about the new stuff. This is a while ago, last year. And I just ignored it because I thought Penelope Traps sounded like a terrible indie band. Do you agree? <laughs> is that, is that, am I being weird? No, no, that is 100% what that sounds like. I'm trying to think of one now, but uh, yeah, it sounds like four skinny, obviously male indie kids. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Just, I was just like, I, I don't need to listen to that to know that that's poo. And then when I checked it out a year later or something, I was like, I am a complete idiot. That is this lady's name. And it's really good. I mean, it is a fairly, uh, I mean, I'm not going to diss the name Penelope. It is a lovely name, but it just seems a bit old fashioned. So therefore it's the kind of thing that some fey indie bollocks would come up with. <laughs> maybe but anyway enough about the name and penelope if you're listening i apologize for taking so long to listen to your music it's really really good yeah. and she's also south london based apparently like our two fine hosts here so for all we know she could be just around the corner that's it so anyway yeah really good loads the first time i'd heard of her indeed and uh yeah so three records to go and check out i do think there's something incredibly smart about naming your first album the name or one or something like that, because it really does take the decision-making out of naming future records. That is true. Because that, that is one advantage to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from brand new music to one from 40 years ago. Now, this is from a Canadian musician called Shireen Sisko. 40 years ago, she released a record called A Manita, which is essentially a synthesizer opera. I hope I haven't cast it in a bad light. It's a type of mushroom as well, Gareth. I'm surprised you're not boycotting this out of principle. Well, if I'd known it was a type of mushroom, <laughs> I may have, but a I did A family didn't. of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I did not know until just now. But yeah, so she released this 40 years ago on a private pressing, so pretty much a long lost. And it's been brought back out on a Spanish label called Glossy Mistakes out of Madrid. Interesting story behind it. It was released under the name Stu Sisko, which was her name at the time, and she was going through a gender transition. She started taking estrogen in the early 80s, and I think from reading the blurb about it that that coincided with the composition of this whole cinematic, operatic piece that is incredibly influenced by classical music and those sorts of styles, but sounds nothing like them at the same time. If you know me quite well, which Anthony Chalmers, you obviously do, you know, I am a bit of an obsessive of DIY synth records from the 70s and 80s, um, Conrad being one, but Alan Jefferson on Trunk being one that I come back to quite often as well. So when I heard this, I absolutely gobbled it up. This is Stu Sisko, and the track is called Night Out. Stop, look around, sun is set. The day is gone, but the night is young, and we are free. Take my hand, come with me. We head out for the stars. Scenery's all so high. A million shiny lights in the night sky, and the wind so soft. After the burning day, our flight is like the clouds that takes us far away.
Well, I hope for anyone who is just a bit depressed from the realization that 40 years ago does land us in the 80s these days. It's um, <laughs> that I hope you enjoyed that a little bit. It's the uh, sounds of Stu Cisco. Well, the, the composer Shireen Cisco. It was built under Stu Cisco. Track called Night Out, taken from a record called Amanita, reissued on Glossy Mistakes out of Spain. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Tell me about Glossy Mistakes. It's not a label I've come across before. Well, as always, Anthony Chalmers, you really know how to ask the questions. I do not have anything prepared about. Uh, Glossy Mistakes is uh, completely new to me. How this came to me, I think it was someone I follow on Bandcamp had purchased it or read something about it somewhere. From what I can tell, the label hasn't been around for too long. Their first release on Bandcamp is from... Eight releases I see here, yeah. Yeah, November 2019. So what I can do, I can talk to you a little bit about why I like music like that, because it might not be everyone's cup of tea. I just love DIY synthesizer music. And the reason I love it is really sort of the grandiose vision that a lot of these artists have. So it's very clear that a lot of these artists have this grand vision of what the music should be and could be. And in Stu Sisko's case, it was love of classical music and those compositions. But what do you do? in 1981 or 1980 if you want to release a big classical record but only have synthesizers to do it and you've only got yourself to do it the answer is you do it diy you use synthesizers you experiment with the instruments of the time and what you've got to hand and it's the same with conrad it's the same with alan jefferson that you sort of wrestle these battered and bruised instruments in a lot of cases and turn it into something that is close to or matches this incredible vision that you've got in your head. And yeah, the Alan Jefferson one, particularly Galactic Nightmare, is a real piece of art there because it had a storybook and all the rest of it that came with it. But this one as well and Conrad is, yeah, in the same world. Nice. Yeah, I was just having a quick look at Glossy Mistakes while you were saying that. And they've got a, a record coming out in April. It says here, Glossy Mistakes rediscovers the psychedelic Mexican holy grail, Quetzalcoatl by Tito. <laughs> Reissue of psychedelic synth-based album from 1977, a mythological trip to the pre-Hispanic Mexico. Now, it's a shame that for our patron uh, special, Mexico lost out by one vote to Poland, which I was actually happy about. I'm really keen to play some amazing Polish music, which I definitely know better than Mexico. But this would have been an extremely fortuitous. <laughs> Were we doing the Mexican one? So I'd be like, mate, I've got the Mexican psychedelic holy grail. <laughs> But it's interesting that Poland won that because last week Poland was, uh, it was very narrow, but it was in last place. And I can't recall if I said it on the podcast or if I said it separately that we were going to just drink vodka and eat Polish food throughout the podcast. I might have said it. I think I did say it on the pod itself. And maybe that's the thing that has pushed it over the line. So join our <laughs> Patreon and you can... One funds the bottles of vodka that me and Anthony are going to have to drink during this show. And two, you can help support this podcast and experience the show itself. It's on the 25th of March, Thursday, the 25th of March in the evening here, UK time. And yeah, patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast. Tickets will be up to register this weekend, Monday. Nice. Earlier in this podcast, Gareth played uh, an artist who was on as our favorites of the year last year. And I've got one for you too. One of my absolute favourite albums and one of my most listened to records last year was Chester Watson's Japanese Horror Story. So I was very happy to see that he's returning with a new EP. I'm featuring Danny Brown on one of the songs, which, you know, Danny Brown's a pretty, I'm not going to play that track here, but like Danny Brown's a pretty big name. And I didn't realise that um, Chester Watson <laughs> was so well known, but clearly his amazing talent is being heard and uh, he's moving up in the world. And his new record is called 1997, keeping on the age thing. I'm pretty sure that's the year that the guy was born. I want to play you a track from it. This is called Staring Into Space, featuring Simon and Javon. Or even dirty, rolling up the sleeves to my shirt. It seems they think they can hurt me. They don't even deserve me. A king greet me with curses. Peace on earth, he's so earthy. Wait, I should say something more meaningful. But I was never supposed to be here, so I guess his existence alone is meaningful. Yeah. Shorty wanna leave, but I do everything right and give her no reason to. 
stay down when it's down cause the down seasonal Breezing through G checking his G moves with ease like this Steve who You couldn't drip me without him saying or standing in school with Steve Sue Please move, please move Yeah, did the most with the most of the least too So never should we believe that we needed you There we go. That is Staring Into Space featuring Simon and Javon, production by Simon by Chester Watson. I just had a slight correction there. His previous record was called A Japanese Horror Film. I said A Japanese Horror Story, I think. Make sure I get that right. If I'm going to say it's one of my favourites, everybody's shouting at me over the internet. You won't. You never, you, you know, you never do that. If they started <laughs> correcting us, we'd be here all night. Anyway, Chester Watson, he's from Florida. He is a former ballet dancer turned MC producer, still only 23 years old, been just putting out a bunch of stuff just pretty regularly up on his band camp. Just looking at this here, I mean, there's dozens, like a 5, 9, 13, 17, 21, 25 things on his band camp here. So he's been pretty prolific. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, because obviously I played uh, the Japanese horror film. I almost said story then as well, <laughs> back on the pod. And I've forgotten exactly when it was his first record. I think it was out when he was 13, something along those lines. He's got a record here called Halloween. No, the first one here on his band campus from 2017. So he would have been about yeah, 18, 19 there, but that might not necessarily be his first, first one. It's not because he's uh, part of like a collective of uh, artists. I think it's New Age is the name of the uh, Yeah, exactly. The New collective. Age Collective. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, but I would literally fight ninjas for that Japanese horror film on vinyl. Such a great record. Oh, I want it so bad as well. Yeah, absolutely desperate. I would have your back in the ninja fight, <laughs> Gareth. As long as we don't have to win to get the record. As long as we just have to sort of participate and get beaten up and give a, a reasonably good showing for ourselves. But yeah, I would have you at my front. I'd push you into the ninjas <laughs> and then take the prize is how that would go down. <laughs> As long as I leave with the record as well, I'll, uh, I'm willing to uh, go through <laughs> whatever I need to. Uh, alternatively, I'm happy to pay money if someone could just press it, please. Yeah, exactly. More, more easier than the ninja fighting. I'll happily pay 20 English pounds for a record. <laughs> that would be completely fine. Yes, please. And I'm going to play some music now from Slickback, who's a producer from Nairobi in Kenya. I always thought he was like one well, of the main chaps behind Sakuna Kalala, but I may be wrong in that. His first two EPs, Lasaka Neku and Tomo, both came out on Hakuna Kalala, the uh, sister of Nege Nege. It's definitely where we first heard him, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And uh, since then, he's done loads of great music. He's played Unsound a couple of times and Boiler Room, places like that. Done a 12-inch on Pan Records, had a collaboration with Hifil on uh, Subcult. And he released two records, self-released in September 2020. And now he's got another one. It's called Shototsu. It is just pay what you want to download it from his Bandcamp, slickback.bandcamp.com. And this track is called Worth.
There you go. It's slick back track. It's called Worth. It's, it's taken from his record called Shototsu. It's self-released just from his bandcamp, slickback.bandcamp.com. And you can pay what you want to download it. So definitely worth whatever sum of money you decide. Nice. Yeah, I feel like we've had quite a lot of short songs on this uh, pod so far. That's why I thought sort of sneaking up on you. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's one of those ones you just expect it. It's going to go for about six, those six or seven minutes. And I would be more than happy with that. But yeah, I don't really have much more to add. Like I said, I said quite a lot of it at the st- at the top. He's from Nairobi, part of the Nege Nege stable. Loads of great music already in a very short space of time. He's a young guy. And that is all that. Actually, this morning, I got a new Hakuna Kalala release in my inbox. And I got an email from... The chaps at Spooky Shit, uh, also Nege Nege affiliated. So next week could be fairly heavy on that stuff. <laughs> but of course, so today we're recording this on the Friday. This was the Bandcamp Fee Free Day. So I already had all my tracks lined up yesterday, but I got about a squillion <laughs> emails today to uh, have, a, um, have a look at to see if maybe some of them could be good for next week. <laughs> I want to play you the latest release on Ooh Sound, so who we uh, play on the podcast here and there. By no means all their releases, but try to fit them in when there's one that particularly uh, grabs me. This is a, a duo that I have don't really know too much about. They're from America. They're called Georgia. They're an LA, New York duo, experimental electronica type stuff. As that's the sort of thing that they tend to release. It says here Justin Tripp and Brian Close's new kaleidoscopic hyper music entity. That's what we've got. This is the opening track. It's called Story Scene.
just wake up. There we go. There's the wonderful sounds from the thoroughly ungoogleable Georgia from America, not the state. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. Yeah, is a name that is going to be hard to find. But ooh, sounds it is on the Bandcamp. O o o h hyphen sounds is where to go. Yeah, the album is called State Effect, and it's coming out on LP and digital. It's coming out on April the sixth, and as I mentioned, they're from the US, uh, New York, and LA based duo and that's about all i've got really just part of from the label centered along and i was well into that that i first came across them when they did a shit and shine release a couple of years ago now and um yeah i've enjoyed many a release from them ever since absolutely i'm gonna say goodbye right now um we did talk about the patreon earlier but if you do want to join it like the wonderful tim whaley did this week Thank you, Tim, for your support. Uh, if you want to support us like Tim, you can go to patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast. You get all our bonus episodes. You get access to the live shows that we do monthly. I'll say six weekly. There's sometimes a missed one here and there. But yeah, mostly monthly. This month on the 25th of March, we're going to be exploring the post and present and possibly future sounds of Poland, a country that has a rich Steeped history. in musical history, exactly. Absolutely. I've got a huge array of Polish jazz records here in my house. And it's also going to be the return of the podcast bingo. It is. I did have Ronan, <laughs> uh, thanks Ronan, uh, messaging me today, just checking the date. So I need to go back and check that he's doing the bingo. Like we can't know what's on the bingo, but definitely talking about Justina is 100% and double bingo if we mention that she was in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, top knowledge. Uh, uh, but that is true. My partner was in Schindler's List, and uh, uh, the, the the story goes she earned fifty pounds for her part, which she saved until she was sixteen. I think she was like five or something when that film was recorded, and she then spent that fifty pounds that stayed in a drawer for about eleven years on a bag of weed. That is absolutely excellent. She should be getting some fucking royalties from uh, Steven Spielberg. Damn you, Spielberg. Because my partner, who was in Mamma Mia film when she was a bit older, still gets paid good royalties for that. But I'm guessing it's different when you were a child. Maybe she should speak to equity. Maybe she's got, uh, you know, 30 years of back royalty payments. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I will ask her about it because she does have a speaking role. She is not on screen, but she is heard in there. Anyway, that's enough of the film chat here. That's nice. Between ninjas and films and stuff, I've enjoyed our uh, asides here, but it's uh, time for the last song. It is. Uh, if you want to submit music to us, submissions at independentmusicpodcast.net is the email address to send them to. If you just want to get in touch with us, that's a good email address to use as well. You can also get in touch uh, with us on Twitter. It's usually where Anthony's uh, tweeting, and I often search for what people are tweeting <laughs> and then repost it. But I am going to leave you now 
with we played at the start of the year maybe our first podcaster this year we played a track from tamaga's new record called uh, intimate immensity coming out on the wonderful hands in the dark record label and yeah we thought that would be the last we played a tamaga and it probably... they've got a great new song that's out today i think i might play tamaga on next week's podcast as well Maybe we will, but it is going to be their last album because of obviously uh, the sad passing of uh, Tom Moline, one of the duo. And Floating Points and Marta Salogni have done a cover of the title track from the album uh, for charity. All proceeds from sales are going directly to the Free Youth Orchestra, which is a charity set up in Tom's name, focusing on removing financial barriers between children and access to musical instruments by providing the instruments and workshops run by local musicians. A wonderful cause a wonderful band and this is a wonderful cover of a fabulous song this is floating points and Marta salogni covering tamaga's intimate immensity thanks for listening back next week see you later